The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Discover a positive path for spiritual living. Welcome to Voices of Unity with Reverend Jackie Fernandez. This is Reverend Jackie Fernandez, and I'm so delighted to be with you today for Voices of Unity. We have a power-filled, what will be a power-filled episode with my very special guest and dear friend, Dr. Melanie Dean. Welcome to the show, Melanie. Hello, and thank you so much for this time and for this uh, forum to be able to talk with you. Thank you. Absolutely. I'm so excited. Today is a very special day. Today, November 17th in the year 2020, your brand new book, The Hidden Power of Emotions, is released from Hay House. Yes. I'm so excited. excited. I wish I could, we could queue up some fireworks and and we could have a huge cake rolled in. (laughs) Yes, that would be great. I'm feeling it. Fireworks. Yes, I am. You know, I'm just so excited to be able to be with you on this very special day and to celebrate this book that has been such a long time in the making. You know, I've known you for years and I, you know, have been listening to the conversation of your ideas and how you've wanted to package the message that you're bringing forward in this book. And so it's really exciting to me, exciting to me personally to be able to celebrate with you on this day. Oh, yes. So exciting. And I remember talking with you, Jackie, years ago about ideas for how to present the material in a user-friendly way. Yes. And so I think that presenting quantum physics to in a user-friendly way was one of the biggest challenges of writing the book. And I think I've accomplished it. I I would agree with that. So I have had the great honor of being able to read um, in advance the book. And I, you know, you just nailed it. You just nailed it. Like I, it's something I, I absolutely plan to bring to my congregation, Unity Church of Overland Park. It's very user-friendly. It's consumable. I don't feel like I have to you know, become a scientist in order to understand how this works. It feels so applicable to my life. So I want to introduce you to any of our listeners who are just meeting you for the first time today. And of course, they can go to your website, melaniedean.com, and that's um, M-E-L-A-N-I-E-D-E-A-N.com, all the very regular spellings you might expect. And I'm going to read your bio briefly because it's really fun for me. And um, because, you know, I mean... One could say you're quite the nerd, Melanie, (laughs) which is one of my favorite things about you. That's a compliment. It is, but you're you're also just so super cool, and you know. So I just feel like your voice is the perfect voice to bring this kind of material forward in a way that is relevant. It's intelligent, and also you make it fun. Great. Yes. So Melanie, Dr. Melanie Dean, PhD, is a psychologist, researcher, author, and educator dedicated to helping people understand that their emotions are more powerful than they think, and so are they. 
Her new book, The Hidden Power of Emotions, is being released by Hay House today on Yay. November 17th, 2020, through her, through her book, uh, live workshops, keynotes, and online education. She explains the science of emotions, that emotions are real energy waves that attract or repel things people, and opportunities in life. I'm telling you folks, this is going to be good stuff. She is passionate about empowering people to live their most powerful lives by teaching them how to notice and shift their emotions and intentionally direct their energy to connect with what they most want to receive. And you can become a member of the Wave Maker community on her website for free, and you'll get access to monthly videos and email tutorials. So I invite you all to go to melaniedean.com, go to the about page and join this community because there will be great content available for you to support you on this journey of unlocking the power of your emotions. Melanie, talk to us about what inspired you to write this book. I started my interest in how the energy of life works many, many years ago, about 15 years ago. I was on vacation with my family at a beach in Hawaii and we're having fun. And I noticed that there's a book on the beach that somebody has left there. And the book was about quantum physics. And I was engrossed in that book. I picked it up and I couldn't put it down. It was a very heady academic book and I was in heaven. And my family was like, mom, come play in the water. <laughs> and I'm fantastic. like, but there's quantum physics. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, my, I did not have time at that year to attend to this desire that got awakened in me about how the energy of the world works. And then years later, I had this seemingly miraculous event of which after I understand how my energy works, it's not miraculous, but I had been meditating for about four years on wanting to sell my business for a certain amount of money because the business was taking up a great deal of time in travel and I was missing out on my kids' lives and I thought, mm, I really want somebody else to take over the difficulties of the business, even though it was very much fun and it was successful. And I wanted to sell it for a certain amount of money. So all along the way, I um, had been paying attention to my inner guidance and making decisions for the business that would align with selling it someday. And one day, miraculously, seemingly, it just happened. My business was selling and it was selling for the exact amount of money I had been envisioning. So after that money is in my bank account, which is an awesome feeling. Yeah. I wonder, <laughs> you know, miraculous, the word miraculous comes to mind again and magical comes to mind. And so I love how you're going to pull it out of the air, like, you know, yes. out of this unachievable, unattainable aspect that we often, um, you know, categorize these kinds of experiences. Yes. And so you, the question in my mind was what happened actually that my meditations and my, the focus of my energy brought me exactly what I wanted. So the question I had, was there something real happening? Um, are meditations real energy is, is your focus real energy? And so I wondered, could I do it again? Could I create some magnificent event in my life again? 
And could other people do it if I figured out the answers to these questions? So it took me about 10 years and I finally got to dive into my quantum physics and I also read um, numerous other sciences from neurobiology, molecular biology, molecular physics, particle physics, and my favorite quantum physics. <laughs> That's a lot of physics. It's a lot of physics. I love it. And so I got to be quite nerdy for lots of years <laughs> and I, I pulled together the questions that I had and I answered the questions about what our energy is made of and put it all together in this book that is now got the answers to the questions. Yes, this energy is very real. This meditative focused energy, they're actually real energy waves that are full of subatomic quantum power. Those energy waves sync up with similar other energy waves, and you can direct them to connect you with what you want in your life. So that is real power. It's not magic. It, it seemingly was miraculous when these events happened the way they did, but in fact, it was my energy at work. So my book helps people understand in a very easy way with cute illustrations so the science is mm -hmm. easy to understand mm -hmm. how your energy is real and how it works in the world and how you can activate it to get what you want in your life even when there are challenges that are in your life that you don't want those are two different things but your power works the same through both good and easy times as it does through challenging times to get all of the desires of your heart. I love that. You know, I, I pulled a quote from the introduction of your book. Uh, Life brings you challenges you did not ask for, but you are far from helpless. You can get what you want in life and you can get what you want in life while you are also experiencing things that you did not seek out. I, I love this quote in particular because oftentimes in, especially in new thought circles where we really teach about the power of our mind and the power of our thoughts to create our reality, um, people can get um, a, a real, like into this funk, a real sense of defeat if what's happening in my life isn't what I desire, isn't what I think I'm attracting, then we begin to feel like a failure. We've, we've failed. We aren't doing the spirituality thing correctly. And I've seen it really impact people's self-esteem and self-worth. I've, I've seen it impact people's uh, faith. And so I love that you're saying you can, you can invoke this power. You can get what you want in life, even while you're experiencing things that you did not seek out. So what do you have to say about those experiences that we have that we didn't seek out. I would invite all of us to remember the large world we live in with lots of people. We all have our energy at work in the world and we live in an interactive energy field that we're all a part of. So that means that there are systems at work in the world such as uh, systems that we people create. Um, perhaps, for example, let's just look at something simple like um, pollution is a large uh, uh, problem in our world that is created from systems of people and decisions that groups of people make. And yet 
you may be impacted by that pollution health-wise. You may have asthma. Now, you didn't ask for asthma. You may get cancer. You didn't ask for cancer. You didn't create the pollution problem. But you are part of a large system that we are all living in and sharing. So I would invite you to know that your power is very large as it relates to you and what you put forth for your intentions. And your power is not absolute. You cannot control other people or systems. And you are part of life that brings difficulties uh, as, as a result of things that happen in the world that you can't control. So the question is, is can you get in touch and really utilize the power that you do have amidst the difficulties that you have not asked for? And the answer is yes, we all have this tremendous power and we can still get what we want in life even though we have not asked for difficulties and challenges that come to us. I'll give you an example that I uh, talk a little bit about in my book. When I was writing this book, my brother Paul was um, dying. He uh, had a disease that he could not recover from, ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. Yeah. And it was very sad. It broke my heart. I could not change that outcome. I didn't want that to happen. He did not want that to happen. He could not change that outcome. Yet his focus on what was good and real in his life at that time improved his condition. It improved his emotional health and his emotional happiness. And in my life, I paid attention to one of our great powers, which is our intuition, and I will talk about that in a few minutes. But one of our great powers is to check within ourselves and get in tune to the emotional energy that we are desiring and to learn what is the best foot forward, the best solutions for ourselves. So when I was encountered with this event that I did not want, and it was four years of taking care of him that was very sad in my life. Yeah, I, checked, I remember that. Yes, you yeah. were there with me during mm -hmm. a lot of that. Yeah. My pattern, my old pattern as a child was to disappear and go away and stay away from difficult feelings and to remove myself from those. Well, when I checked inside of myself about what is mine to do in this very difficult situation, my answer and my intuitive guidance was to be love in action. Now, the desires of my heart at the time were for my brother to live. I did not get that desire met in terms of his physical life. Right. And desires in my heart were for love and connection with my family. And I got those desires of my heart in spades. So as I followed my intuitive guidance to jump in and be a caretaker and be love in action, the love inside of me was 100 times greater at the end of this experience mm than it was before the experience. So 
while I did not get the part of my desire that I could not control, which was his physical life continuing, I did get to see his emotional healing, and I describe the story of that in the book. It's a very tender story of mm -hmm. his emotional healing. And I got to experience healing and love in my family at a level that I did not have before. So I did get the desires of my heart, even oh. amidst challenge. Oh, that's so beautiful. And I remember that. I remember your family coming together, your siblings coming together yes. and really, truly supporting each other um, throughout that time. And so I, that's a beautiful example of, you know, this is not about getting everything we want, but it is certainly about directing our experience of through, through whatever the experience is, whether it's challenging and that we can, like you said, um, receive the desires of our hearts through any situation. Um, in your book, you say your feelings are more powerful than your thoughts. Yes. Yeah. So I would like if I, if, if, uh, I can for a minute to help, um, our listeners understand why emotions are real energy waves. Yes. And are you going to give us the science? Yes. All right. Give us the science. Um, so your emotions, you might be surprised to learn, are made out of the same stuff as everything else in the world. So it's your emotions are made out of the same stuff as the chair you are sitting on and perhaps the phone you are listening, uh, using to listen into this or the laptop you are using. So the things in our world are all made out of elements. You probably saw that element chart when you were in school that has carbon and hydrogen and oxygen on it and copper yes. and nitrogen and all those elements. Well, your feelings are made of those elements. Those elements come together. And so, for example, you might have heard of the feeling oxytocin. Lots of people think of that as the love molecule. And that molecule of feeling is created every time you feel um, appreciation, love, and caring. Your body generates that molecule of oxytocin, and that molecule is made of carbon, hydrogen, nitrogen, oxygen, and that molecule actually has two little tiny sulfurs in it. And sulfur, you know, is the smell you smell when eggs go bad. It's that yes. smell. Gross. <laughs> not, that not that your love molecules are stinky. <laughs> I just say that as there's real elements that are combined to uh, make your emotions actual pieces of energy. And inside those pieces of molecules are smaller and smaller and smaller parts inside there. There's atomic parts, there's subatomic parts, and there's quantum parts. And so your emotions wave, have waves of energy inside of them. So for example, emotions have 300 quadrillion waves per second are what those emotion molecules have that much waves per second. And we'll just compare that to your human body. The human body is a heavier, slower moving, more dense matter, and it has energy waves of three to 100 
waves per second compared wow. to 300 quadrillion waves per second for your emotions. That's, you know, drama. <laughs> that's what it makes me think of. Drama. That's why we feel, wow. That's why we can feel overcome by our emotions. Yes. Right? It, it is. And there's something to that that's happening in physically, like yeah. in our bodies that, wow, that's amazing. And the power in those emotions are when the waves get in sync with one another. So the quantum side of the power of your emotions is when those waves of energy connect with similar other waves of energy that's called sinking. When they sink, they share information. They share encoded information and they get connected and they stay connected. And that is the power of your emotions outside your body because that is connecting you with other similar energy that brings you the desires of your heart. Wow. So that's, you know, maybe in some part how we might feel more strongly connected to another person, you know, from one person to another is yeah. that those connective waves. Yes. There's some fun research. I share a little bit of it in the book where they've actually put people who know each other, you are more connected to um, your loved one in your family than you are with somebody in the supermarket. And they have done research where they have put people in a isolated soundproof uh, booth in a different room from their loved one. And then they do the same experiment with somebody that they don't know that's in the isolated soundproof booth in a different room. And they ask the person who is, is uh, in, a, in a different room to send love energy, to send uh, heartfelt feelings of love and care to this person who's in another room in a soundproof booth. And the research shows that the person in the soundproof, soundproof booth, if you know that person and you're connected to that person previously with love, the energy waves that come through are stronger and faster. The wow. other energy waves that come through to somebody that perhaps you don't know at all, they still come through. They just don't come through as strong or as fast. Mm -hmm. Now, what comes through is that the brain areas light up. The same brain areas light up in the receiver as the sender is sent. Oh, wow. Uh, that's amazing. It's giving me goosebumps. <laughs> thinking yeah, about. Cool. I love that our science is catching up, you know, that we're able to show because know. yeah, people have been teaching this, you know, spiritually and the science is now catching up. Hey, guess what? We have a caller. Okay. We have Don from Nashville. Are you on the line? Don from Nashville. Hello. Hi, Don from Nashville. Welcome to Voices of Unity. Oh, hello. It's so wonderful to be listening in. It was really serendipitous, but I can hear the emotions in both of your voices, and it reminded me of, of actually just something you said about being close and connected with family and friends and how those things can translate to some of the most wonderful experiences. And that just happened today for me um, with a friend that's 
that's um, I'm very close to, but we don't get to see each other all the time. And um, we had a mutual experience, so it was it was beautiful. So those things are really true. It's just again, I've not listened into uh, your show, but I think it was just the way it was supposed to be this morning. Ah, beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you. Do you have a question for Melanie, or is that your sharing? Is just that yes, you get it. Well. Yeah, so um, I, I guess when we're talking on the subject of, of emotions, and, and I think a lot of people talk to me about what we're going through as a collective and what's going on and how to, again, to keep that positivity. I try to return there as and stay in that state of being that, you know, while others are, are, are you're feeling the collective around you, sometimes that just, that's difficult. <laughs> but oh, do you have any insight yes. on that? Yes. Yeah, that's a great question. Because we are mm-hmm. like we are in this pandemic, this unprecedented time, and it's not just the virus, but there is this emotional toll that it's taking on um, people for their routines being disrupted, for their relationships, you know, having to stay physically distant or unable to see your loved ones. Talk to us about that. Um, so my answer to that might take a couple of minutes because I would like to share some strategies for interrupting the flow of those anxious, worried feelings and some strategies for getting into a better flow of feelings. Shall we do that now or uh, do you want me to dive Let's, into that now? Well, um, we can do some of that. We have a few minutes before the break. So if you have a piece that you want to introduce about that, that will okay. set it up, then we can do the rest after the break. Super. Okay. Well, this is in chapter four um, of the book. I dive into how do you interrupt the flow of your anxious, worried feelings? And that's so important. So, Don, I thank you for bringing up this question. It is such an important question. When we have feelings that are anxious and worried, it those feelings affect our health. And I describe that in the book, why that is and how that scientifically works. But it also affects, of course, then what we attract to our lives and what is available to us for opportunities in our lives. We don't want to continue to stay with these uncomfortable, yucky feelings of worry and anxiety. So the very first important thing is to be aware that you're having those feelings. So when you hear news or you talk to a friend or you're thinking about uh, something in your life that causes worry and anxiety, you need to notice that first of all, and then give yourself a great big, huge congratulations and pat on the back for noticing that you're having these feelings. So when you notice that, then is the time for you to be able to interrupt the flow of those We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to Voices of Unity with Reverend Jackie Fernandez. This is Reverend Jackie Fernandez, and we are back with 
my guest today, Dr. Melanie Dean. Today is book launch day with her new book, The Hidden Power of Emotions. And we had um, a caller from Nashville, Dawn from Nashville, who called in and asked about in the context of this pandemic that we are all experiencing of how we manage and, and harness the power of our emotions. And so, Melanie, you were talking about that. Yes. So I again want to thank you, Don, for such a great question. It's a struggle that we all have, which is that something tweaks us and we get worried and we get anxious. And you don't want those feelings to communicate inside your body because they will affect your health in a negative way. My book will describe more about that. And you don't want those feelings entering your energy field that connects you with more of the same. You want to change those feelings. And the first way to change those feelings is one, to notice them, as I said that, and then give yourself a huge congratulations because you caught yourself in that, which is very good. And then you need to interrupt the flow. So the flow of those feelings, you say, I don't want that flow to continue. You may not yet be able to create a better flow, but let's first interrupt the flow of the feelings that you do not want to continue. So some easy ways to interrupt that flow is to change your setting. So quickly just say, okay, I'm going to go outside maybe if you're inside and you're going to notice the weather and whatever the weather is, appreciate the rain if it's raining or the sunshine or the, you know, the frosty cold and give yourself a moment to notice something different and focus your attention on something different. If you can't go outside, you could just engage in a different activity, which shifts your focus to something else. So again, you're interrupting the flow. So I'm just giving you ideas for how to interrupt the flow of your worry and your anxiety. You can Mm -hmm. call a friend. Now, when you call a friend, I would ask that you ask the friend about themselves and you talk with the friend about what's going on in their world. And as the conversation then comes back around to you, you will just let go of the temptation to talk about your worries and your anxieties. And instead, you're going to talk about your wishes and what you desire in your life. So use the call with your friend to boost the thoughts about what it is you desire in your life. And we'll talk about that in just a couple of minutes, the importance of that. And if none of these strategies work, you can use my favorite strategy that I have used time and again, which is to set an appointment with yourself to have all the worry and anxiety you want in the future. So you say, okay, worry and anxiety, I'm going to go on hold for now, but this evening at 5.30, I have my worry time scheduled. And you set your timer and you give yourself five minutes to worry and have anxiety and have as much worry and anxiety as you possibly can muster up. And you throw it in that five minutes and then you stop. So that does two things. One, you know, you can go back to the worry and anxiety so you can let it go in the present moment. It interrupts it in the present moment. And then that evening, if say you set 5.30 as your time, you can feel all those feelings and you will notice that they begin to dissipate. They begin to just kind of float away. And when your five minutes is over, you stop and you will notice you're calmer. So now I would just like to offer up a couple of ideas that once you have interrupted the flow of these feelings, you need to shift your focus to something else. 
And you may not have time to go yet into some quiet space. That's where your main power is. But if you don't have time in the moment to get calm and quiet with some quiet time, then I suggest you do a couple of other things to get your focus where you want it. And it's in, important to envision what you want, but that's hard to do uh, when you're just coming off of worry and anxiety. So I would say that you notice what is going on in your environment in that moment that you like. So therefore you're shifting your focus to something that you enjoy and you like. So that's one good shift of focus. The other good shift of focus is to focus on envisioning something good for the person or the situation that is causing you anxiety. So just to focus on a good outcome for this person that may be causing you anxiety or this situation, and just have a few minutes of focusing on that. And another strategy is to just choose one thing that you can do that you feel comfortable doing in that moment to have a positive feeling inside of yourself. One thing you can contribute, one thing that you can shift a thought on that is a more positive thought. So just to ask yourself to shift your focus. Those are, those are really good tools to use. And, you know, I remember in your book, um, there's a, a point where you talk about not fast forwarding through your emotions. Uh-huh. And so I love that you're talking about um, which is not the same, like, so we don't want to repress them. We don't want to deny them like negative emotions. Uh -huh. um, but so you're talking about like, well, let's give it some space, but with boundaries. Right? Yes, <laughs> At five o'clock for five minutes, we can have all of these sort of emotions that feel out of control, you know, back to the, you know, was it three quadrillion or, you know, yes. <laughs> multiple quadrillions of, you know, energy waves, you know, coursing through us. Um, in, in that experience, in that moment. So we got to corral it and, and give it, give it some boundaries, some healthy boundaries. So that's such a good point, Jackie, in that when we feel out of control with our feelings, the anxiety, the worry, the fear, the strategies I just listed allow you to interrupt that flow for the moment. Mm -hmm. Now your power though is going to be in being genuine with yourself and the cause of those feelings and not bypassing them as you noticed I said in the book, don't bypass yes. them. Mm -hmm. So let me visit with you how to utilize your power of intention and intuition to help calm these worry and anxiety feelings, but in a genuine way where you do not bypass them. So every day, I know that if you're listening to Udini Radio, you likely already have a practice of finding some quiet time with yourself every day. And that's such important time. So when you have had a flare up of worry and anxiety and you don't you're not sure how to get past that onto the other side of it genuinely, where it doesn't control you, you are in control of it. It is important that you know yourself. It is important that you have time with what are those feelings about for you. So in your quiet time, you are going to allow your body and your mind to be calm first. Ask your worry and anxiety to sit by the side for a few minutes while you ask your body and your mind to calm down. 
And in the book, I share some meditation strategies. You can also use online strategies. There's lots of help for how to quiet your body and your mind. When your body and your mind is quiet and your breathing is even and smooth, then set your intention, your desire, what you want for yourself that is different than the worry and the anxiety. For example, if your worry and anxiety gets peaked over financial security, perhaps you worry about being able to pay your bills or losing your job, or whether there's going to be enough flow of money in your household. You want financial security. You want ease. You want to be able to pay your bills with a smile on your face and with gratitude that you have the abundance in your bank account to pay that without worry. So I ask you then to get clear on what it is that you desire. And from that place of clarity then, give that intention a boost of conviction that you really want that. And then at that point, when you're calm and clear, you are going to allow yourself to revisit what is that anxiety about for you. So you can be genuine with it. You now have a positive intention for yourself. You are calm and quiet. And now you will get to know yourself. You will ask yourself, what is this anxiety really about? Is this a real worry or is this a worry that perhaps is related to past history and you will get to know yourself and then you're going to invoke your second very powerful emotion which is your intuitive guidance your intuition the energy waves that you have just set into motion with your clear intention they sync up with energy similar other energy waves and when that happens you receive a boost of guidance a boost of recognition. And so I ask you to pay attention to that. You can ask your inner wise self, what is important for me to do? And what is important for me to understand? And you can use this time to get to know yourself and know your intuitive guidance and be in sync with it. I love, you know, for me, I, as I imagine that when I'm emotionally charged and, and I'm asking my inner wise self, you know, what do I, what do I need to know? What do I need? And, you know, I'm hearing a response that I'm angry or, <laughs> yeah. or that, or that I'm sad or that I'm, I feel powerless or, you know, and so, you know, I love that because you're, you're inviting us to create space where, where we notice our emotions and where we really begin to understand ourselves and our responses and beyond that, what we need, because oftentimes when we are, um, well, I don't want to say it with judgment, like overly emotional, but when our emotions are highly charged, oftentimes there is a need, an unmet need that is happening within us. And so mm -hmm. if we can, we can get to a place where we can ask those questions, what do we need? Then we can begin, then the emotion resolves itself and, and that overwhelm can resolve itself. But it's, you know, it's a very mm -hmm. kind and compassionate approach um, that, that stays present 
to everything that we're feeling and experiencing and believing. Um, we have another caller. Valerie is on the line, and so I'm going to ask Louie to bring her in. And and, um, and then I do want it because you kind of touched on um, worry and, you know, is this something like asking the question, is this something that I need to worry about? Um, because in unity, we have the 12 powers, and one of them is imagination. And so when we use imagination, you know, properly, we we imagine and vision, you know, all the wonderful things we want in our life. And when we misuse it, we worry. We create, you know, an imagine an imaginative outcome that is undesirable. Like we worry about this could go wrong or that could go wrong. And we're imagining all of these terrible outcomes. And so I want to get into how um, our, our unity um, 12 powers relate to our emotional power yes. um, as well. So, but let's hear from Valerie. Hi, Valerie. Welcome to Voices of hey, Unity. Uh, can you hear me? We sure can. Okay, very good. I'm sorry. The dogs just got very excited. <laughs> um, I I was um, about to ask something else, but then I was so struck by the last bit of information from um, Melanie that about um, about really listening to ourselves and how that so aligns with the um with Myrtle Fillmore and her talking to herself and um that just really struck me I was like I think Myrtle without knowing it was a little more in touch with quantum physics <laughs> yes uh, uh so anyway I just was kind of moved by that and the other my question was right now it seems like the the world is hurting and and I, it, um, I'm wondering about, I know this is, this process has worked for me as, um, uh, as I have learned from you, <laughs> these, these, uh, this power. And I'm wondering, uh, what is, uh, what are some ways that we can do uh, as a community to magnify? Is that possible to come together to magnify these powers? Yes, such a good question, Valerie. Thank you. Um, we live in an interactive energy field. So we contribute to this field with the energy that we choose to put into the field. And it communicates and contributes back to us. So the more energy that we each as individuals share into the field, it connects, it has more opportunities to connect not only for yourself, but for others. So your presence in the world is not just for you. Oftentimes, you make the world a better place by paying attention to your intuitive nudges and hunches about what to do. And those hunches and nudges may be meeting the needs of somebody else who is putting forth intentions into the world. So for example, if somebody is out there and they are suffering, you have a friend who has gotten highly anxious and worried and hasn't figured out how to get past that and perhaps they feel very alone. Now you haven't talked to that friend in a while, but maybe you have this nudge that you haven't talked to this person in a while and I think I'll just give them a call. Well, that nudge may be an answer to their desire to not feel so alone in the world. So your presence of putting energy into the world is not just for you. Your ability to hear and pay attention to your intuitive guidance also helps 
others and creates a better world for other people. Uh, I love that. Thank you very, very much. Thank you for your, your question, Valerie. That was a perfect question. Um, you know, so relevant to our times. And, and that's what I love about your work, Melanie, is that, you know, in your effort to make it very consumable and practical, um, it, it readily becomes available in any situation and that we are experiencing. It's so relevant. So let's talk about um, unity teachings and the 12 powers. And of course, we don't have time to go through all 12 powers, but let's talk about how it relates to the work that you're doing. Um, there are three powers in the unity teachings that particularly come to my mind when I think about the science of how our world works. And you mentioned one of them already, Jackie, which is imagination. And imagination, when we use it to make our world better for ourselves and for others, we are envisioning, we are clear for what it is we want for ourselves and what we want in relationship to others in a positive way. Those positive, clear emotions have a wave pattern that is smooth and even, and that wave pattern can easily get in sync with other similar energy waves. If instead you allow yourself to stay focused on the fear side of those imaginations and you get worry and anxiety, that is less powerful. Those worry anxiety cannot sync up with other energy waves as easily. You don't feel as comfortable and you are not as powerful. So there's a great deal of power in having positive imaginations about what you want for yourself in this world. And the second thing that is that the science shows it's so very interesting is zeal. So the when the power, the unity power of zeal is a conviction, it's an excitement, it's an eagerness for what it is that you desire in life. It is your saying, I'm going after that, that is mine, I've got it, it is mine. There is research out of Sweden in the Blue Brain Project out of Sweden that shows that when we have that zeal, that conviction, that intensity of eagerness, that that boosts the synced waves even higher. It gives them greater power. And in fact, the science shows that that is the quantum activation needed for your energy waves to communicate outside of your body. So my book describes more details about that, again, in a fun, easy to understand way, but that is important. Zeal is an extremely important part of working your power. I love it. That's one and of my favorite quotes by Charles Fillmore. Is, I fairly sizzle with zeal and enthusiasm and spring forth with a mighty faith to do the things that ought to be done by me. Yes. And, then and he was in his that. 90s. Yes. He and said that. The last part of that is so important to do the things that are to be done by me. Now, what do you need in order to be able to do the things that are to be done by you? You need the wisdom to know what those things are. So yes. there's another unity power, wisdom, mm -hmm. which we all have at our built-in intuitive guidance system. It's your own built-in GPS. Yes. And when you get calm and quiet and you tap into your intuitive guidance, 
you will know what it is that is yours to do and that guidance will give you the answers you need for step-by-step on how to get connected and accomplish what it is that is yours to do. That's beautiful. So beautiful. And so talk to us about how we're already, if you can believe it, coming towards the end of our hour together. Talk to us. I want to talk about how the book is formatted. So you've talked a little bit about the graphics that you have to help explain the science, which make it just, you know, I'm a visual person. So I really appreciated those pieces. Um, But talk about the power zappers and, and just kind of overall how you formatted the book. What do I expect when I open it up? So when you open up the book, you will be able to um, have illustrations that are easy to understand that help you understand the science. So every chapter has a couple of pages that describe your power in terms of the science of it. And it has a story from my life or from other people's lives that uh, illustrate that power. And then throughout the chapter, there are examples and stories to help you relate that to your life. And in particular, every chapter has a power zapper section, which are common things that people do often without awareness of that zap their power, that make their power less. And then there is a power booster section And it is strategies for making your power greater and how to apply the principles that you learned in that couple of pages of science with cute illustrations and how to apply that to your life. I love it. It makes it so easy to just, you know, be able to drop in where you need to, like, so you can return to the book, read it, take everything in, and then it becomes almost like a, a manual, like daily. I can just drop into this book and and really receive guidance for how I might get through a particular situation or a moment in life or a reminder in a certain area. And the stories make it so helpful too, because uh, they're, you know, real people living real lives and having emotional experiences. And we are all, you know, so much more alike than we are different. So it's easy to relate. It makes it relatable. And again, brings, you know, the concepts that you're talking about in deeper um, into, into understanding. Very much so. That was my intention and I am so glad it's working that way for you as you read the book. That gives me hope that it works for others that way also. Yes, I believe so. I believe it will. So I invite everyone to go to MelanieDean.com, learn more about Melanie, join her, um, the Wave Makers community and order the book. Well, and I know that this was a lot of information in this session, and I will share with you in a moment um, kind of a fun story in my life that highlights all of these powers. But I wanted to share with you that in order to get a little more information and to use this power in your life um, more strongly, you can join a webinar that I have created for free that gives more uh, information on all of this. And that webinar uh, is December 1st at um, 1 p.m. Central Time. You can connect uh, and and register for that webinar. It's free, and you can do that through my website, melaniedean.com. It will give you more information, and you will feel a little clearer about the science and some strategies 
for how to use your intention and most importantly, your intuition for the, getting the answers you need in life. That's awesome. Yes. So December 1st, and I'm putting that on Facebook where I posted about this show um, to go to your website to register for the free December 1st webinar. Very good. Well, do I have time to share a fun story since this is my book launch day? Yes. Oh, so I just wanted to share with you how these principles, this power worked in my life related to this book. Um, when I was working on the book, um, I was aware that I, and this has been a couple of years ago, I was aware that I needed uh, help with understanding this publishing world and how it works and how to get my book published. And I had no idea how to go about that. And I became aware of a writer's workshop through Hay House. And I thought, okay, this is for me. This will help me. So I took that into my inner guidance, my quiet time, and asked my inner guidance, my intuition about that. And I got a very clear no, not now. So the no wasn't a permanent no, it was a not now. Well, okay, so I have now learned that my intuitive guidance is very reliable. So I listened (laughs) to that. And I continued my writing and my researching. And about two years later, I woke up one morning and I all of a sudden had this eagerness to check out when is the Hay House Writers Workshop? When is the next one? And it was coming up in a couple of months and I asked my inner guidance and my inner guidance said, yes, now, now is the time. So I went and at the time I did not know until I got there that Hay House was offering one contract, one publishing contract to, the, to somebody in that room. Now, there were about 400 of us in the room, and we spent three days learning how do you get published. And at one point, the owner of Hay House was, uh, I asked him, well, what happens if we're not the selected one? And he said, well, good luck with that. It's very hard to get (laughs) published. And so in general, he said, your best odds are right here. Submit a good proposal. So I will say I listened to my intuitive guidance on when it was right for me to take on that task. I worked hard on that proposal, and I was the one selected, and that is how my book got published. Love it. And that's the end of our time. Thank you so much, Melanie, for sharing this book launch day with us here at Voices of Unity. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.